my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to find a hobby, or if you already have one, to schedule some more time for it. This is especially true if you feel like you have no time at all, because time is all about perception. And consciously choosing to spend time on leisurely activities can make you feel like you do have time for leisure. I recently read Celeste Headley's new book, Do Nothing. Now, to be clear, Headley doesn't want people to actually do nothing, nor has this public radio host and speaker ever spent a day doing nothing in her life. However, she does argue that many of us could use some higher quality leisure. In general, people work less than they think they do. We have free time, even busy people like Headley. But when we tell ourselves a story that we have no free time, when we get a spare moment, we don't have anything particularly purposeful ready to do with it. And so we spend this leisure time in the most effortless ways possible, such as scrolling through social media. Or we do fake productive activities, like deleting email. So one thing Headley suggests is pursuing an actual hobby. There are all kinds of interesting things you can do that use entirely different parts of your brain or that require less intense thinking than your job. Headley has a moss garden. You can do crossword puzzles or jigsaw puzzles. You can cross-stitch or knit or do other sorts of needlework. Legos are great, or building model trains or dollhouses. My 10-year-old son and I are building a ship in a bottle. You can plan an elaborate garden. Anything artistic is great. I just read an article about someone who makes collages out of illustrations from old books, which sounds both fascinating and time-consuming. Now, I know my listeners are doing great things in the world, and so you may be listening to this and thinking that you do not have time for making collages out of old books. I get it. But I'm guessing that this is not entirely true. If someone offered to start paying you $100,000 a piece for those collages, you'd probably find the time somewhere. It's more that this is not a priority for you, and that's okay too. But scheduling just 20 minutes for a hobby a few times a week can do a lot for you at the cost of one of your 168 weekly hours. First, most hobbies are kind of fun. That's why people do them. Second, a good hobby gets you off your phone. Sure, you can use your phone for reference, 
but you may be marginally less inclined to scroll on Twitter while you're using your hands to knit. And most importantly, a good hobby changes the story you tell yourself. You can tell yourself that you have no free time whatsoever if you scroll through Twitter for three hours a day because it's adjacent to your inbox. But it's hard to tell that story if you spend an equivalent quantity of time building a ship in a bottle. You are forced to acknowledge that, yes, I have some free time. Maybe not as much free time as I want, but some. And that is a very different story. It puts us back in control of our time so we can start living the lives we want. If you make time for a hobby, I would love to hear about it. You can send me pictures of your moss gardens or ships in a bottle at Before Breakfast Podcast at iHeartMedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water, to stunning black sand beaches, and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.